0: Welcome aboard, Captain.
1: Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Soker, and I'm Crystal Sal. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. Happy Friday.
0: Yeah, you too, man.
1: All right, let's get into it. This is minute number twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this minute star- starts. This minute starts with Spock dropping the bad news about where and when humpback whales exist, and this minute ends with Commander Chapel demanding power for medical and emergency facilities. Yep, yep. It sure does. It does. So, uh, (laughs) both, both, deep deep breaths for both of us. Like, well, we were
0: talking.
1: So, before we get into the minute, we were talking offline. Okay. Um, and, uh, I don't know if anyone's out there who, we were talking last minute about the book Probe, which Chris schooled me on, about, uh, it was either a prequel or a sequel to the, you know, the whole, you know, the Traveler. Mm hmm. And so uh, we went, you know, I went looking and I found the, you know, the, the memory alpha thing. And it does talk about how the probe, um, it, it is a, the, the book probe is actually a sequel and the Enterprise tracks it down and, um, you know, they, they learn more about it. But there's a couple of things in here, I think, that Chris and I both, not necessarily groaned at, but we had, we had trouble with because, you know, Vonda McIntyre's, uh the beginning of this book, you know, The Voyage Home, it clearly states that the the, the whale probe was there to destroy or terraform Earth to so that it could reseed the planet, right? Yeah. Starting over, it's resetting right. resetting Earth. So during the story apparently, and again this is spoilers and I apologize if people wanted to read it and they don't. Uh, Give us like 30 seconds, we'll spoil it, and then you can... uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, No, I I sincerely apologize for if someone wants to read it and I spoil this part. So apparently Spock mind melds with the probe, and it says, Learning that it did not seek to be destructive to other races, instead they were so different from its creators that they were ignored as mites and metal bubbles. Um, So... This author, which is um, Margaret Wander uh, Bonanno, Bonanno? Bonanno. Um, she uh, takes the stance that the movie did, which which was that the, you know, in which Spock says, you know, they're not, they're not here to do us harm. Right. They're just trying to communicate. Right. But clearly the origination was that they were, because there's even an entry in Memory Alpha, that talks about the whale probe and it says the probe was capable of terraforming planets into water worlds, better suited for whale-like species. Hmm. So it clearly was designed to do that. And I feel like there's a little bit of, uh, rewriting history, right? A little retcon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so it's
0: interesting that, you know, terraforming into water worlds, not just terraforming into like a new, you know, like, like the Genesis device creates a new planet, right? It's, it's deliberately trying to make it, uh, good for whale life, whale like life. Um, I hadn't thought about that either. That's, uh, I mm.
1: didn't
0: think that was his goal. I thought again, Vonda was just saying, just trying to flood the world, wipe everything out and start over. And right. Yeah. Uh, so, wow, jeez. But yeah, this Probe book, I don't know. I think I might want to read it just to get a... just to see. It sounds a little silly to me. Um, didn't you say there was another connection too?
1: Um, was it the Borg? It was the Borg. Yeah. It was, uh, so it says, The Probe's creators were whale-like aliens with great technical skill. These aliens were engaged in battle with, quote, Mites in metal cubes, and then the link to mites in metal cubes takes us to the Borg. The Borg. The Borg are so everywhere. they are. Yeah, I, uh, I have
0: a I, uh, whale-like aliens. I have a lot of images in my head. Uh, it's like, what did they look like? Are they just like, you know, human-sized whales that. Walk on their fins? <laughs> they, do they just live in the water? You know, they only live in water? What the how does that work?
1: I don't know. It makes me think of um uh, I think we talked a little bit about it on uh the Saturday uh Saturday morning trek is I said I was reading Peter Klein's Dead Moon, which was his new book in the Threshold series and the first one is 14, which I'm going back and reading after reading dead moon. I'm starting it again. And one of the, one part of the book is, you know, he sees like this whale space whale, um, being of immense size. And like, that's all I can picture is the space whale that they talk about in the book is the same thing as these people or these, these creatures from star Trek. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're, yeah, that was, a giant, that was a
0: giant flying whale, right, in the book, in that book? Yeah. And I'm picturing tiny <laughs> whales that
1: walk on land. So you're thinking of uh, BoJack Horseman?
0: Yes. That, oh, that's exactly what I'm thinking
1: of, the newscaster. Isn't the, is, is yeah. the newscaster a giant whale? Yeah, yeah that's, see, that's you're what you're yeah. thinking
0: of. That's exactly what I'm picturing now. <laughs> okay, so what were we talking about? Minute 27?
1: Minute 27.
0: Minute 27. Okay, so um, it starts off with po- Spock, you know, dropping the news that humpbacks were indigenous to Earth, Earth of the past. Yep. Um, and then Kirk jumps right in. That we have no choice. We must destroy the probe before. Kill. Yeah, before it destroys Earth. Um, so I suppose that's that. That's that's where they're at now, right? They, you know, it's probably like, what are we yeah, going to
1: do? We got to. Yeah, that's the next logical thing. I mean, yeah. in his mind is to, you know, it's destroying everything in its path. It's clearly going to destroy Earth at some point. Hmm. we got to take it out. Take it out. Uh, and Spock, you know,
0: ever logical. Oh, that's going to be futile. Yep. The probe would render us neutral easily. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Render us neutral. That doesn't sound right to me. Render us neutral. Easily. Same, that's the same thing as saying it would neutralize us?
1: I guess. The probe would roll over us easily, like a car over an ant. <laughs> that would be an interesting analogy if
0: he'd used that one. Okay, uh, but Kirk says we can't <laughs> turn. <laughs> we can't turn away. There must be an alternative. They could go back to Vulcan.
1: Yeah, they could totally turn around.
0: Oh well, we're, we're safe. <laughs> Guess we won't get court-martialed now. Yeah,
1: but my dad's on Earth. Oh.
0: Was that your Spock just then? That was my whiny Spock.
1: (laughs) But my dad's on Earth.
0: Uh, All right. So here we go. Here comes the movie. There's one possibility, but I cannot guarantee it's success. We could attempt to find some humpback whales. Uh, Again, just setting up McCoy to get slapped down.
1: (laughs) You just said there aren't any except on Earth of the past. It's pocket. oh Just want to smack him. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> like, come on,
0: throw him a bone.
1: Yeah. Um, well, in that case, uh, yeah.
0: And he's they all. I, uh, I'm impressed how quickly they all go to it. Yep. Right. Uh, Kirk is thinking it. McCoy figures it out. Uh, and then. I find it interesting when he points at Kirk, like, just, you know, know, wait just a damn minute. He's not, like, uh, throwing that at
1: Spock yet. You green-blooded, inhuman, time-traveling bastard. Mm -hmm. Well, because, yeah, because Kirk's the one who's going to make the—he's going to make—he's going to give the order. He's going to make the call. He's going to make the call.
0: Uh, So make the—yeah, make the computations for time warp. We're there. Yeah, that's what this movie's all about. Surprise. It's all
1: about time travel.
0: Um, I didn't remember it being called Time Warp. Um,
1: I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember. And I think you, maybe in some moment when we were talking about it, you had said something about it was tied to a one of the TOS episodes or something. Yeah, they had. Um, where does yeah, that come they, up? They, does that come up later?
0: Uh, I think they mention it. It very right, come. It, I think they actually they, the, they reference it, in a, in another minute or two, uh, that they had done it once before. Yeah. Um, and I forget what which uh, which episode it is now off the top of my head. Um.
1: Uh,
0: I just don't remember it being called time warp. It, yeah. I yeah, for some reason I just thought it was always called time travel. Time warp sounds like uh. Like a thing, well, to like, me. Let's like, do you know, let's do the time warp I, again. I didn't want to go there, but yes. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's it because it, it sounds like okay. You know, uh, set the engines for warp five, um, or set the engines for time warp. You know, it just sounds like a thing versus like let's travel through time by, you know, overclocking our warp drive.
1: Um, well, I think I mean it's clearly it's not just. You know, Sulu, you know, activate time travel. I mean, there's... He says, start your computations for time warp. He's. This is a process. This is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Travel really fast around the sun. They do? <laughs>
0: uh, that's my guess. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. We're not there yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes makes you wonder like what what kind of computations do they have to run? I mean, is it is it about what you know, angle
1: you have to like And I guess yeah, we can't talk about what they're going to do. Um I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure it's all of, all the variables like if they have to take a certain path, if they have to go at a certain speed. Um to get up to yeah. 88 miles an hour. 88 miles, 88 miles per hour! Um, yeah, I think that there's probably a lot that goes into it. And, you know, Kirk clearly, he's on board. He's trusting Spock. Like, as jerky as Spock has been to him, and to McCoy, and to everybody else, he, Kirk still has the utmost faith in him, that he's going to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Yeah.
0: Exactly. He just <clears throat> uh, gives him the order. Uh, doesn't look back. Right. He's already on his way out. Yep. Um, yeah. I just wish. I guess I wish there'd been a little more conversation here.
1: Because um, you want to. You want to know how they do it. You want to know what goes into it? I do. I want to hear the nitty-gritty, yeah. man. You know, does Spock have like a T-square and his like drafting table, and <laughs> he's like sketching it all out, and little, little green visor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know, can yeah? I mean, I assume he's got to include. You know, it, you know, can a can a bird of prey is it capable of? You know, reaching the speeds they need? Does it have twenty-one gigawatts of power on board? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All that good stuff. Um, what else? I guess we, yeah, we don't really know where uh, Kirk is headed, right? Because after he says, Bones, come with me, we cut away. Um, yeah, we cut away to Earth. So we cut away. And now it's a shot of, of Earth. It's a shot we've seen it before. It looks like a shot we've seen before. There's the the yep. typhoon, the smoke smoke cloud thing, and yep. then the probe is in the foreground. And was the, I don't remember if the probe was in this shot last time we saw it.
1: No, I like it was, it was I just think the Earth, it was, right? it was just the Earth, and yeah. now we're seeing that it's gotten close enough to be, I guess, in orbit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so do you want the probe to come down, to, like you wanted space dock? <laughs> just come crashing? I mean, that's—you want to talk about an extinction event. I mean, that thing— Yeah. That thing's going to destroy all—I mean, what a better way to, to take care of everyone on the planet is just to drive your cylindrical—eject your brain and just drive the— you know, the cylinder right into the earth's core. Whoa, man, that's, that's a, that would be a sight. Um,
0: I don't know. Or maybe we just gently like, you know, settle down into one of the oceans
1: and float. The traveler cannot be used as a flotation device. <laughs> uh,
0: we got a good, cool shot of, uh, Starfleet headquarters here. Um, Yep. uh kind of a you know lots of cool action going on on the monitors it's actually interesting one of them is like a you know they get the camera on the probe um which i had never noticed before so you see it for a few seconds and it switches to red alert uh so they've got uh with all this crappy technology you know Yep. uh you see the you know waves crashing on these piers or whatever and you know they the video quality is terrible, but they've got a great, nice, super clear shot of the probe from taken from space, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what I found weird with this is looking at the, the various – so they have various shots. So on the left, they have it looks like you know, a typhoon or a hurricane is going on, and then it's like a bridge, and then in the middle, it's like something else. It's the timestamps. They're all different. How are they? <laughs> yeah. So like the first one you see on the left is like 160536.8, and then in the middle – it's like it looks like ten oh five forty five, and then you move forward, and the left is now nineteen oh five thirty eight, and the middle is now fifteen oh five forty six. So they're all like different. Oh, so I don't yeah. know if they're like pre-recorded from around the planet, or if that's what, because none of the times match. Yeah, maybe they're maybe it's supposed to be them jumping time zones or something.
0: Could be yeah, it's just an interesting interesting choices of the stuff that's on the screen. not not only timestamps, but even like in the center screen you get uh, it's a lot of static and then you see you know lightning just a lightning bolt and then it and then it's an like a, a shot of earth from space. <laughs> it's just very yeah. random stuff that we're seeing.
1: I do like the shot also we see the president cross the um you know we see a bunch of people moving back and forth, moving back and forth, moving back and forth, and then you see the president cross over and it looks like he's really talking to the to the guy there with the guy with the gloves yep. he gets in his face do we do do we
0: confirm that that guy is a commodore
1: that's what you said
0: and so i said i don't remember if we talked about that offline yeah. or if that was uh we talked about that in the minute we
1: he showed up but yeah it looks like he's giving him the what for he totally is giving him the what for I mean, he just he marches right over. I remember the monster, you know, with the hands and everything. He's yeah. like, "I want answers." Yeah,
0: you know what's a drag is that is not in the script. So I don't even know what you know that if that was um, just ad libbed. Like, yeah, yeah do, was he ad libbing or was that actually stuff? Tough? <laughs> just go yell at this guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'd love to know what they're talking about. Because Cartwright is still, he's, you know, he's looking. He's there. He's well, got he a clipboard. A clipboard. He, yeah. he gets
1: a clipboard, so scene with a clipboard.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, and then the minute ends with, um. Uh, is it Commander Chapel now? I think that's her new title. Hmm, I don't know. Uh. I think it's Commander Chapel. And and I feel like we keep talking about Chapel. I know she was, we talked about her. She was supposed to be in uh, the scene when Sarek arrives. They'd cut that out. Um, so, and I, I forget if this is the first time we've seen her or if we saw her a few minutes ago. Yep. Um, but this is also her last, this is the last time Major Barrett appears as Chapel. Yep. Uh, she's not in any other films, which uh, is kind of a bummer.
1: I like her. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah. Uh, what we got? What's she doing? Oh, she, we need that power to keep the medical in emergency. Dot, dot, dot. So she's 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 in. She's in uh you know, central command. She's in charge of. You yeah. Know, she's obviously she's in the situation room, so she's important enough, right? She's been promoted. Uh, to the point now where she's hanging out with the Federation president. Yep. Oh yeah. That's pretty impressive. Oh. And let's see what else. I think that's it. Is there anything else for this minute? No, I don't think that's it friday already dave how did we get through the week already
1: i don't know i'm not very well <laughs> not very well
0: uh well it is friday so friday is the day we uh we take our patrons uh for those of you who don't know uh we started up a, a patreon this this season uh, so you can head over to uh StarTrekMinute.com and click on the Become a Patron link if you're interested in becoming one and helping sponsor the show. Uh, In return for sponsoring the show, uh, we've got all sorts of different goodies that we uh, give back to you, the listener. Um, uh, uh, One of them, we've got a weekly bonus show that comes out on Saturdays. um, And uh, we also uh, thank all of our patrons on air on Fridays, and so that's where we're at today. Um, So, am I thanking everybody today? Is it my turn, Dave? It is your turn. All right. So then, we would like to thank uh, in semi alphabetical order, uh, starting <laughs> starting with, uh, as always, Captain America. Steve Rogers. Sir. Uh, thank you, Captain America. Uh, thank you, Conrad. Uh, thanks to Giraffe Bear, uh, our friends over at Giraffe Bear, uh, yep. making wonderful, art, wonderful, wonderful felt art. Mm. Um, thanks to Kevin. Uh, thanks to uh Con Noonian Shane. <laughs> That's a great one. Yep. Uh thanks to Sag- Sag- I can't I can never pronounce this guy's name. Sagacious Sag- Crumb. Sag- Sagacious Crumb, thank you. Um Thanks to the Carlisles. A great crew over there, those Carlisles. Uh, thanks to Timmy Bricks. Timmy Bricks. Timmy Bricks. Uh thanks to one of our podcast of uh, siblings, Vibrant Visionaries, and Heidi Bennett um thanks to uh hold on thanks to it's a long one we are the davids your patreon will adapt to service us resistance is futile thank you for the giant name uh and and finally uh thanks to wharf's sweaty sock drawer and if you're just tuning in now and hearing me thank that that is not a thing that is a person that is one of our patrons that we're thanking. Uh, so yeah, no. Thanks to everybody uh, for your continued support. We are uh, humbled and honored.
1: Oh yeah, uh, definitely.
0: Yeah, and uh, it means it means a lot to us. Um, and uh, yeah, all of your uh, all your 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 uh, patron support uh, helps keep the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. So thank you once again. Yeah, definitely. Um... Then yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're done here. We're uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday. Uh, but if you're a Patreon, we'll be back again tomorrow uh, with our weekly bonus show. Um, but uh, until then, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys again on Monday talking about minute twenty eight. Eight minute twenty eight. Minute twenty eight. Yeah, minute twenty eight of the voyage home. Yep. Here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.